You are listening to The Political Periscope, a weekly podcast brought to you by Radio WNET. Interviews on international politics, security, geopolitics, economy and more. Every Thursday at 7 p.m. Today's guest of The Political Periscope is Bolas Orban, political director of the Prime Minister of Hungary. Political Periscope. Let's start with what brings Poland and Hungary together. Free CIS initiative. What do you think about it? Is it known in Hungary and um, what's its potential? It's known. It's uh, widely supported in Hungary. It's it's known as a Polish uh, initiatives, and um, what uh, actually is uh, happening is that we Hungarians are following the Polish um, leadership, and it's good. Uh, so, the original idea of what is behind uh, uh, the three uh, C initiative is that, according to our understanding that uh, Central Europe should not be a peripheria, but it should be an independent geopolitical uh, uh, region, which is not controlled by outside forces, but controlled by the nations who are part of uh, uh, this region. And uh, this kind of starting point, it's, it fits 100% with the Hungarian strategic thinking. So we are definitely on board. You were speaking about uh, the problems inside of European Union, those two engines of European Union, and the lack of the third one, the um, as you called it, uh, the sovereignist one, um, as uh, Great Britain used to be, United Kingdom used to be in the European Union. Um, do you think what do you think is the future of the European Union? Is it still a project that uh, has future, or we are? expecting some big changes so i think there is a common misunderstanding about europe so the idea of europe and european integration was never about the domination of one single idea not even the idea of ever closer union the idea of and the the way of survival of european integration was always the equilibrium so the balance between the different approaches and um and uh, if there was a conflict, then the solution was always the restoration of the equilibrium between the different uh, way of thinkings inside the European Union. There were always uh, federalists who wanted ever closer union, who wanted a supranational uh, entity, but there were always uh, sovereignists who were saying that we are member of the the European Union we, because we are member of a proud European nation and we want to have a platform which provides us an equal and fra- fair um, institutional background. And through this institutional background, we can manage our security, our prosperity, our economic cooperation. And uh, until at the moment, the Brits were member of the European uh, Union. They were always counterbalancing um, the federalistic uh, approaches, not alone, but with some other smaller member states. The problem started with Brexit, uh, because since they are not uh, a member of the club, uh, 
the equilibrium lost and the federalists are taking over the European institutions. That's what Uh, Poland is also experiencing, that's what Hungary is also experiencing, that that the former neutral um, non-political institutions um, like, like uh, for example, the commission, uh, the court and some political institutions like the parliament, they became... Um, Uh, to, well, a campaign machinery for the idea of um, of never-ending integration and building up a supranational European state, and this is problem because without equilibrium there is no future for a European integration. That's the reason why the job uh, and and the challenge uh, which which is there for all the Central European countries is it's enormously big. They have to be able to counterbalance um, uh, these um, this ever closer union uh, ideas and if they are not united then they were not able to to do so so that's the reason why probably we will get some support from from the southern countries um, like like uh, Italy we have a new government who have a very similar thinking about uh, uh, this issue but we don't know how long they will be able to uh, survive I hope that they will be very successful and they will serve that country for a very long time but no one knows um, so Central Europe should be united in that front and should be work very closely uh, together and not just because it is our interest but it's because it's the interest of the European Union and that's the only way to 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 restore the equilibrium between the powers inside the European Union and to secure the survival of the European integration. For many years, one of the main problems of uh, Visegrad group was uh, the fear of Polish domination in this group. And uh, today we have uh, Visegrad group, we have Free CIS initiative. Also in Visegrad group we have uh, this... Um, I'm not sure if it's a problem, but, uh, well, there is an issue. Uh, there is an issue. There is uh, maybe lack of trust today, especially towards Hungary, uh, as um, after last meeting of, uh, of um, Visegrad Group, uh, Hungarian Minister of Foreign Affairs, shortly after he flew to Moscow. And there is uh, this uh, sentiment that maybe Visegrad group doesn't really have a meaning today. Uh, what do you think about those issues? Well, first, we never had any problem with Polish leadership because Poland is the biggest country, uh, four times bigger than Hungary and, um, and most influential one. So Poland should uh, definitely take some kind of lead. I think that uh, without Polish-Hungarian tandem, so cooperation, Visegrad group cannot be as successful as it can be with cooperation uh, because, uh, because it was always the case that the Poles were, let's call it, responsible for bringing in the Baltic countries, Ukraine uh, and some other northern Central European countries. Meanwhile, Hungary was, was, uh, was able to, to bring in the southern Central European uh, countries. And um, this kind of cooperation based on different geopolitical situations, um, it's, it, it should be part of uh, uh, Visegrad Group's uh, future. Uh, the other thing is, um, is that um, 
Well, I agree with you that there are some disagreements, but we are all the governments, Poland and Hungary, they are national conservative governments. So it means that uh, that you follow the interest of your Uh, nation, which is obviously can be different from the interest of another nation. So if there is a um, um, a disagreement on some policy or geopolitical issues, then mutual trust should be maintained and, uh, and, and we should tolerate each other's uh, different opinion. So from the very first moment, we are ready, very much ready to have V4 cooperation. We think that uh, it is the interest of uh, these four countries to have this cooperation, because if we are divided, then we are um, uh, all defeated by our political opponents inside the European Union. And probably that's the reason why after six months, the Poles made the decision to come back to the negotiations uh, uh, tables because they realized that, okay, there are some tactical uh, differences. Uh, probably the strategic goals are similar, but some, there are some tactical differences in, in the way of thinking of the uh, Russian-Ukrainian uh, uh, war. But there are some other issues uh, where we should cooperate very closely on protecting our interests and protecting the sovereignty of our nations. So I'm, I, I think I'm quite optimistic about the future of, uh, of this cooperation. As far as I understand well, Polish strategic goals, uh, it's maybe partially my opinion, uh, but I hope I identify well the policy of current government also. Um, The strategic goal of Poland is weak Russia and full independence from Russian energy resources. So Hungarian goals are similar? Hungarian goals uh, are similar in the way that we want to uh, protect our uh, sovereignty and we want to maintain our sovereignty and we want to be strong enough to be independent together with the Poles and together with our uh, nations. We think that we do think, and this is what we learned from the Poles, that if you want to be independent from Russia, then you need to be strong enough. That's why we are also having a, a huge military modernization program. That's why we are supporting Ukraine uh, of uh, joining the European uh, integration and, um, and so on and so on. Um, in the war issue, which is uh, which is according to my understanding, uh, as I as I said, a tactical difference. We think that the prolongation of war it's not serving the interest of um, our countries because uh, the economic consequences of the war are hurting us and hurting our countries. So, and we need to be economically successful if we want to uh, be able to successfully represent our interest on a Brazilian uh, level as well. And if there is a, a long war, then the inflation rates will be high, then energy prices will be um, also high uh, for a long time, then our middle class uh, will suffer. Um, so what we're saying that we should 
bit change our way of thinking, not because of the Russians, because of our interest, our regional interest, and try to uh, find um, uh, a, a way of first having ceasefire and then starting negotiations and somehow cool down um, uh, the situation. This is the tactical difference. Meanwhile, according to my understanding, the Polish strategy is different. They want to have the prolongation of war until they, uh, the Ukrainian forces are beating um, um, uh, Russia. According to our understanding, it's, um, it's, um, it, it, it could happen, but, uh, but parallel with this, all our countries will suffer and in the long term it will cause more problems to our um, uh, strategical goals uh, than, than what, we, what we gain on that. During the discussion, you mentioned that um, the gas was regarded as economic, not geopolitical question. But it is clearly geopolitical. And for Russia, it was geopolitical for years. It has been geopolitical for years. And uh, wasn't it a bit uh, short-sighted from the side of European Union since 2014 to still do deals with Russia in terms of energetic resources. And uh, why Hungary, in this light, uh, is still doing businesses with Russia in this very important geostrategical issue? Uh, Russia proved to be non-trustworthy partner. Well, I think this debate about who is using energy as geopolitics, it's a, it's a dead-end street. Uh, European Union, which is sanctioning energy policy, is also not trustworthy partner from the Russian point of view, because they are sanctioning energy. Meanwhile, the Russians are, that's true what you said, that they are uh, also not trustworthy partners. So I think what should be, what should be uh, decided, as I said, uh, whether whether the European Union is able to, is ready to finance real energy diversification uh, projects on geopolitical basis, not on business uh, basis, but on geopolitical basis. Because until that moment, all the projects which were about to bring Central Europe, bring, bring the landlocked countries of Central Europe alternative to Russian gas, they failed not because of the Hungarians, not because of the Slovaks, but because of the lack of international willingness. So if there is willingness, the Hungarians are ready uh, to work very actively to have diversification, because diversification means uh, liberty for us, and it's part of the uh, Hungarian national sovereignty. Um, in the short term, it's not manageable, because gas can be transported only through pipelines. So if there is no pipeline and if there is no uh, other type of gas in the pipelines, then we don't have any other chances. What we are doing is that we have the biggest storage capacity, um, one of the biggest storage capacity in, um, in uh, Hungary. We are trying to increase our gas capacities, our own domestic gas capacities, uh, not to be so much dependent on import. Uh, what we try to, what we did until today is that we build all the interconnectors to towards uh, south and north and and the west. The problem is there is no other type of gas there yet, um, and uh, and we're ready to uh, 
to speed up the, the changing of the energy mix where the gas is not so much required for Hungarian economy as it is today. But the problem is that Brussels is withdrawing or backholding our money. So we have to, if, if they don't give it to us, we have to find alternative resources to finance these energy um, independence uh, projects. So this is, this is why it is so hypocritical, the Brazilian point of view. Meanwhile, they are talking about uh, independence from the Russian um, uh, energy. They are withholding the money from Poland and from Hungary, the money which is very much needed for increase the level of energy independence for both countries. As we have to end, uh, maybe you have something else to add to say to Polish listeners? Well, I think uh, the, the Polish-Hungarian um, um, cooperation and friendship is, is crucial. Uh, we have uh, common goals, we have common values, which is very rare in, uh, in politics. And we are very happy to, to see uh, the willingness of uh, restore um, uh, the cooperation. And what, what we see is that Poland is an extremely successful country. Some polls are saying that uh, that Hungary, uh, in many sense, uh, in economy, in fighting the culture of war and in political stability, it's a role model for Poland. But I, I can say the same, that Poland, uh, economically and as a powerhouse, it's it's a role model for, uh, for Hungary. So I hope that... Uh, that uh, the Polish governments will be very successful uh, in the upcoming elections and they will be able to, to, to go further with uh, uh, making Poland uh, great again, if I may <laughs> use this kind of quote which comes from, from another type of Anglo-Saxon country. Thank you very much, Kasanam. Thank you very much, Kasanam. This was the Political Periscope. The podcast is released every Thursday at 7 p.m. 